Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Say it with your chest! It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Huh. Threw me off on that one. New segment, Paul. Talk that talk. This is when me and you look at each other in our eyes and we talk that talk. Simple as that. So I'm going to propose the first question to you. Okay. Carlos Dunlap, will he fix the Seahawks' pass rush issues? No. But he's going to help it. Okay. Um, look, there's not one thing that's going to fix this defense right now and, and pass defense. It's a combination of things, right? It's a combination of your scheme. It's a combination of certainly the back seven and understanding power or pattern recognition. And then it's a, it's also, you know, an important part is it, can we get the ball out within two and a half seconds or less? It starts getting longer. That's, that's a problem. Right. I, honestly, I, to me, the biggest issue is we've got to fix the back seven. Uh, and uh, the spot drop. The back thing, seven more than I think the front, the front four. four. Really? Man, if you go look at the win rate on us, we, we going into the last week, we were like seventh. And so it, it it doesn't come to always quarterback hits or sacks, but there there's pressure. And that's what you look at. There's not enough talk about pressure. Is the ball coming out on time? Well, if I'm playing off and I'm playing soft and I'm spot dropping and they're working behind me in the zones, I, I, there's no pass risk going to help that much to it. So he's going to be a help, though. He's not going to fix it. He's going to be a help. He's going to another body. He's a guy who's consistently been that, you know, seven to nine sack guy. We we can use him. He's a veteran guy. He's been a he's a good guy. You heard John Clayton talk about him. Uh, so I'm excited to get him. Can't have enough good bodies. I think he's going to fix it. Fix it. And this is why. Because of the guy who also is going to play, Snacks Harris, is going to get in the mix. Yeah. And I think that his knowledge, he's what, a nine, ten-year vet. He's been in the league so long. He's going to teach these young guys some tricks. Your hands, your leverage, getting a field, how to win your one-on-one battles. Because that's what I see. I don't see guys winning one-on-one battles too often on that defensive line. So I'm hoping that he comes in and goes, look, this is how you beat this guy. I've seen this guy. I've played against this guy before. This is how you beat that guy. These are the things you have to do to be a productive defensive lineman in this league with the addition of Snacks Harrison. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm walking with faith. He's going to fix it. It's fixed, no, Paul. So, so I, I, let me expand on that because you might be right in one aspect of it. When when Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett were together, yeah, a lot of Michael Bennett sacks because of Cliff Averill. There you go. He fl- he made he made the quarterback have to step up or flash, and and Michael didn't always beat his guy, but he came off a block and got the sack. Yep. Mayowa. At times, wins. He does. Reed, at times, wins. But we're stuck sometimes on the other guys. Again, I'm not here to call anybody out. You've got to have another guy that when you win and all of a sudden Murray steps up in the pocket, the other guy is right there coming off the block for the sack. There's too many times where the win is there. We step up. He escapes. There's nothing there. There's other times, you know, we we had our we almost had a sack. Bobby almost had a, a – we're off the field. Both of those times, not only did we not get off the field, I think they went down and scored. That's the difference between get off the field, a safety, all kinds of things. So 
I think you're right in one part that maybe just having another guy, when one guy wins, the other one's there to clean it up. I think that'll help. It takes, right. it takes a village. All right, let's talk to talk. So we, people throw out greatest athlete. Often. I want to have this conversation, too, because I differ on well, what does that mean. Yeah. And some, some people said DK Metcalf, the best pure athlete in sports. First of all, your thoughts on that. And maybe even I could even say best athlete on the Seahawks. Best athlete. He is an athlete. He is a very good athlete. But when we talk about athletes, is what can you do across the board? A whole bunch of different things. What do you bring to the table? Pure athletes, I think of Deion Sanders. I think of Bo Jackson. I think of Charlie Ward. I think of guys like that who've shown that they can perform on different levels. On this Seahawks team, I think DK is a specimen. He is a prototypical big outside receiver, but I don't even think he's the best athlete on this team. I hear I hear rumbles of John Ursua being the best hooper on the team and also being a obviously he's a solid football player, but I want to see and we talked we talked a bit earlier. Can he can he swing a golf club? Can, can he, he can he, he hit a baseball? Can he Can he play uh, one of the best athletes I've ever been around. And my definition of athlete is more around because of me. Look, it's not just about speed and explosiveness. Is DK one of the most explosive athletes in the world? Most no definitely. question. You saw that. You saw it on, on, on Sunday, running he, down he, Buddha. Man, ran down Buddha Baker. Buddha tweeted out, said, yeah. I got, I don't know got what hots. he said. I got hot. Yes, and yeah. that, he, that he did. That was an incredible feat and, and uh, effort along the way. But you know, I I'm I'm a good tennis player, a good golfer, okay basketball. So you are no 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 Paul no Moyer. not done yet not done. Yet. <laughs> I'm saying the reason why I say I could do all that bowl. I don't consider myself one of the great athletes of all time. Kenny Easley though. Okay. Kenny Easley, he and I ping pong, unbelievable. The guy was on freshman basketball team for UCLA. Scratch golfer. Um, he could throw. He could be a quarterback. Return punts. Bowl, we, pool, we we played every. Dave Craig, he's up here in the Ring of Honor as well. Dave Craig and I, one day, we started off with golf. We went to cribbage, played pool, and I can't remember. Uh, we, we had a four thing we did. We bowled. We, we, we bowled as well. Dave could play any sport. It didn't always look pretty, but, man, he Got beat you. Done. And I go, to me, it's just a well-rounded Athlete, yeah. and so sometimes we just say, "Well, that guy's a great athlete." Now he's explosive, yeah. but I want to know, DK, can you can you golf? Can you hit the tennis ball? Right. How about bowl? Give me something. Bowl. Can you shoot the hoop? They, and by the way, I don't know anybody who's in the NFL who doesn't think they're a good basketball every, player. You know what they think? When I was in college, every football player thought he was a good basketball player, and every basketball player thought that they could play football. And we were all wrong. It, it, it's just different. And you know, you know what I think of. Man, Jackie Robinson, UCLA. I mean, this guy did it all. Baseball, track. I think he did basketball, too. I miss his. But anyway, Jackie Robinson. So. Uh, who is, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the, the Big Hurt, baseball. Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas, same thing. He was, you know, football guy. I mean, got drafted in a couple different sports. They're, they're, they're out there. But, DK, I just need to know. Can you do the other things? Because yeah. you are one of the most explosive athletes, maybe the most explosive athlete in all of sports. Okay. Here's another one for you, Paul. Okay. Paul Moya. Yo. Sunday's game against the Cardinals will cost Russell Wilson the MVP. I'm not sure why. Um, he had a great game. You know, he good yards. They had double-digit leads. 
He threw a careless throw. Um, they Buda Baker made a phenomenal play. They had a stack, three guys right there. Buda was about eight yards behind everybody, and he was waiting on it. And I just think they underestimated his speed. That man can run, not as fast as DK, as we know. <laughs> 22.6. Unbelievable. But it was, a, it, wasn't, it was kind of a lazy throw. It was, it was behind Carson. If he threw it out in front towards the sideline, you know, a boot is going to have to run through Carson. That may it's a, a tackler or, or a, a PI. Um, the second one, they just miscommunication. You know, DK pulled the route back instead of going into the end zone. That's going to happen. I'm okay. The last one, look, they schemed them. It, it, it happens. Yeah. No way does this hurt him. He's still the front runner because everybody's had a bad game. Rodgers had a bad game. Mahomes had a bad game. I know you like Tom Brady. Brady's in the mix. Yeah. He's in the mix. Yeah. I don't, yeah. This is is Russell's. This is third Sunday night game. I believe you, and I I think that you're right. But I also think that because we are in the Northwest, because Russell already doesn't get respect, if he doesn't bounce back against the 49ers – it's going to be because of this game. He can play. He can have a decent game against the 49ers, throw one or two picks, and if he does that, it is going to be an issue. People aren't going to believe in him. I think that we think he is the front runner for that MVP spot, but you know how the nation does. They look at Seattle. They don't believe it. They don't want to believe it. They allow us to, to just – Stand still. I, I just I just don't think that people really respect it yet. I think they, they're looking for reasons not to respect it. And if he doesn't bounce back against the 49ers, you're like, I told you that Sunday night against Arizona Cardinals, I think he's still the front runner, but I, I think the nation looks at him a bit differently. All right, I'm going to throw one, one final one here real quick. Let's go. Are the Hawks good enough to hold off all these contenders? This NFC West is brutal. Yes, it is. And if we win last week, there's no question on that. We got a three-game lead over Arizona. Yep. We got a three-game lead over San Francisco. We got a two-game lead over the, the Rams. I'm, I'm, I'm still curious how good they are. Does last week's loss, does that throw the doubt in your mind? Can we hold this gauntlet off? If they did not make a move on the defensive line, if Snacks wasn't in the wings waiting, if Carlos didn't just join the squad, I would have some doubt. But at this point, I think that they made enough moves in the right moves to get this thing going. I think they're going to split with the Rams. You know, the Rams always playing well. I think yeah, they're going to split with the Rams. Much. They obviously have no choice but to split with the Cardinals. I don't think they're going to lose to them again. Everyone else, I think they'll take care of. Yeah, this one, uh, I really wish we had a one last week. That was, to me, it was a really important game, divisional game, on the road, 6-0. and We're about to play four just back-to-back-to-back tough games. I would like to have had that little cushion because I, I hate negative streaks. Yeah. And losing streaks, they, some people would say, oh, the Seahawks are going to be mad. They're coming off a loss. I go, no. Uh, I'd rather play a team coming off a loss all day long. There's pressure on them. They lost for a reason. It means there's something not quite right. Seahawks got to, got to clean this up. I think the Hawks are going to take care of business this week because I don't think San Francisco's defense is good enough to stop the Seahawks' offense. And I think San Francisco's offense is so beat up. A team that's struggling defensively, I think we can hold them down. No big plays. Kittle's a problem. They better just say anybody can beat us but Kittle. But I think we're going to hold this thing off. I think we're good enough. We have enough good players I am frustrated we have not figured it out defensively. 
I'm, I'm frustrated, and I, I don't have answers, and I usually would. But we're going to find a way <laughs> to, to hold this thing off. We're going to find a way, Paul. And that yeah. was Talk That Talk. The debut of this segment, I think it went pretty well, Paul. Coming up next, we'll go inside the front room and revisit the biggest plays from the Seahawks' loss against the Cardinals. That's around the corner on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. My only disappointment All right, so who is this? Well, it's Michael Jackson, Thriller, and it's a good theme. I like the theme. I'm just trying to make sure you go four for four. You're batting a 1,000 right now. Well, look, I I mean, now you're really in my world. (laughs) That was my favorite. That hurt me. We are in Moyer's world, and right now we're going inside the film room. We break down three of the biggest plays from the Cardinals, well, from the Seahawks' loss against the Cardinals. The first play we're going to break down is Buda Baker's red zone interception and the way DK hawked him down. First and goal. Russell takes a shotgun snap. Carson, oh, no! It's picked off going the other way. Is Buda Baker down the near sidelines. Nobody's going to catch him unless Metcalf can. He is sprinting. He is running. He dives, and he catches him. DK Metcalf catches Buda Baker on a little dump pass into the right flat. Russell never saw him, and he steals the ball away. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to you. You were just praising Buda Baker and how he played this. What did you see there, Paul? Well, first of all, he he knows it's coming. He, he's he's about uh, six yards back from where the, the the line of scrimmage is, and they're in a, a a bunch or a stack formation. Three guys really close together are, are tied in two wide receivers. Look, there's every DB in the world knows what's going on. You've got Carson, who's a little bit wide. He's sitting on the tackle. That's not normally where they are. They're not that wide, but he's. He knows that they're going to run, you know, a bit of a pick route or rub routes and, and try to pick him off and get Carson into the flat. He's deep enough and fast enough. He can get this. But this is the negative part. This is not a good throw. It's a great play by Buddha, but it's a poor throw. It's lobbed. It's lobbed inside. I mean, Carson is looking towards the sideline, running to the flat. He has to actually turn his whole body back around because the ball is thrown inside. If Russell does what he normally does and just guns it, to his outside shoulder, maybe it's a touchdown, maybe it's a tackle on the one-yard line, but it's not an interception. But the big play is, and I'll let you take over. The big play is number 14, DK. Now, Buddha has maybe a four-yard head start on this guy, and Buddha is moving north-south as soon as he catches the football. DK is going east-west, puts his left foot, left foot in the ground, and gets those knees up, and like I love to say, gets on his horse. Buddha thinks he's good to go. Around the 20-yard line, he looks back and realizes there's a Doverman pincher on his heels, ready to bite him. And that play right there is going to live forever. That's a play that's going to be in NFL films as long as the NFL is being played. I love to see it. What I don't like to see, I want you to take a look at Russell Wilson. Now, when you throw the football, when you throw a ball with conviction, when you believe in what you're seeing, man, you follow through, you bring that back half of your body through. I don't see that. He just flicks it out there. I talked to Pete. Pete said, you know, throughout the week, this was open, and that's the way he threw it. So, what you do in practice is what you're going to do in the game, and that's exactly what happened here. Unfortunate, but that hustle play by DK saved seven points because the defense stood tall in the in the red zone, and then the Hawks go down and score. So like you mentioned earlier, it didn't really affect them. 
He was about four or five yards behind. Buda Baker. Buda Baker is flat out fast. It yeah. wasn't like he caught uh, some offensive or defensive end or <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Anybody, but Buda Baker is the fastest guy, probably, or one of the fastest guys on, on Arizona's team. And you watch Buda. Buda is striding. He is good form with the football. He's thinking this is it, and all of a sudden he feels this deep breath on his neck. (laughs) (laughs) And he turns around at the last second. And, you know, just for those who all remember this, I mean, this is a great goal line stand, and the Seahawks went right back down and scored. But to me, it was still a momentum killer. Momentum killer. All right, next play, Russell Wilson connects with Tyler Lockett for an amazing 47-yard touchdown. Russ takes the snap, looks, going to let it fly. Downfield, Tyler Lockett is out there. Lockett makes a catch in the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. How does he get open? How does he do that? Tyler Lockett is amazing. And the perfect pass from Russell Wilson, a 47-yard shot before halftime, 47 seconds left, and a perfect pass. Lockett with his second score of the night. All right, this play right here. Lockett come, goes into motion. It's a zone, obviously, because no one runs with him. The linebacker just bumps into the box. And what he does a great job of, he attacks the corner. He attacks his leverage. That means the corner's outside of him. He stems after him, puts his foot in the ground, and goes. By the time Russell Wilson lets his ball go, he is double teamed. So he's looking at Lockett and saying, that's my boy, that's 16. I'm going to give him a chance. And also what helps is Buddha gets confused. He's looking for the football. Where is it? Is it right? Is it left? But you cannot discredit the speed and the catch of Tyler Lockett. He Now, I remember looking at this game live, and he got face masked a bit as he's falling down to the ground and still made the catch. He went up top against Peterson two times in this game, the very first play, and then this right here. Peterson is one of the most athletic corners in the game right now. This was Russell Wilson letting his boy make a play, and as receivers, we love it. Toss the ball up. Let me make a play. I know one thing. I could be the greatest coach in the history of the world if I had guys like this doing this (laughs) because – I have no idea why he threw the football. No, it doesn't make sense. It, it, you've got a crossing route that's pretty open. You've got Greg Olson on the same side, runs an out and up, and he, there's nobody guarding him. He might score a touchdown, probably not because Peterson and Buda would come off, but he's going to be inside the 30, maybe to the 20-yard line. I, I have no idea. Matter of fact, I'm actually kind of mad we scored so quick because Arizona ended up going down to kick a field goal. But I really don't uh, know why. But I, I will say this from a coaching point: what I I spotted, what I thought was so good about this. You mentioned that uh, Tyler Lockett went in motion, but what he did is the ball wasn't snapped when he was still going sideways in motion. He squared his shoulders up, yep. kind of tapped his feet, so he was almost in a running motion when the ball snapped on a straight line. When you're in motion and the ball snapped, and you've got to round that off. That play doesn't work. You, Mark, do you play receiver back in the no, day? No, man, but I you, see you it You sound all, like a baby. receiver, man. I see it all. Okay, I you see know you. that. I see you. I'm a I'm thriller, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next play, Russell Wilson intercepted by Ian Simmons. We did not time. pick these, by the way. <laughs> now the ball in Seattle territory and just a quick throw, and it's intercepted by Arizona. 
Russell was just trying to dump it over the middle, and the ball is picked off by Isaiah Simmons right in the middle of the field. With 104 left, the third pick thrown tonight by Russell Wilson. I'm not sure what he was thinking or who he was throwing to. I'm, I'm going to let you lead the charge in this because <laughs> this, this is tough on a quarterback. Well, look, it's his own blitz. He, he, he should have seen, as soon as, as soon as the ball was snapped, he should have seen three linebackers or two linebackers in a safety. I'm not sure all the, the, the personnel group. But they, they basically have six, seven guys up. You know, right on the line. Of, well, how many you got there? Uh, seven, seven guys. Yeah, they bring a corner, uh, or basically a nickel off the corner. I I think he knows this. I I just think when he saw the corner come off the, or the slot, I think he thought, oh, th- I'm just going to throw it really quick and get a, a quick pass. But it, instead, he looks like he's trying to go. F- I don't know who he's trying to throw. Is trying to hit Tyler Lockett on this? I'm not sure who, or DK. It's just a bad throw. It's a bad read. And you got to get used to this. The thing I do like about Arizona is Arizona, you know, during this game they they bust too. I mean, they're, they're this isn't a, a stout deal. They gave up 577 yards to yeah. us, right? But they took chances at the right time. They said, "Hey, and what's so impressive about this? It's not the zone blitz. There's nothing magical about this. There's no schematic thing where you want. Gee, haven't seen that before." But what they did on how they executed and taught their linebackers to look up and run to the, the receivers, yeah. they must have known this was their type of side adjust. And that linebacker, both of them, ran right underneath DK and Ty Lockett. There was nowhere to go. If he threw it a little quicker, more to the outside to DK, I don't think they get the interception. But DK isn't looking. No. So this is a confu- they were confused on this. Lockett and DK weren't looking. But also... Two plays before that, consecutively, they gave this same look and they blitzed everybody. So now Russell's thinking, "All right, here they come. Here they, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this ball off quickly." And what is disappointing to me is that the receivers don't look for the ball. It's if if I if I'm a slot receiver, I'm Tyler Lockett in this situation, and I see all backers up. My first two, three steps, I'm looking at Russell just in case you want to get it to me quick, and he doesn't look now. Simmons makes a great play on it, and like you mentioned, they drop, and they don't drop to spots. They're dropping to men. They're dropping to receivers, and that's what makes this thing work. If they were just dropping and looking at the quarterback and not worried about what the receivers were doing, Russell might get lucky and make this play happen, but they're aware. They're coached up here, Paul. Well, let me ask you this, because what I'm a little perplexed on this play is DK sees the nickel and no one's covering Tyler, right? So Tyler's he's looking in, and Tyler immediately sees them drop. So he's thinking, I'm going to stay with my route. But DK's guy, he blitzes off the corner. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, would you not – if you knew a zone blitz was coming, one, you've got to be ready. i, I got to get that to you quick. And if it's a zone blitz, I'm kidding. Why wouldn't he widen that just out to the numbers a little bit? You know, because I, I, there's no way those guys can get him. Yeah. You know, they're lined up on the center and the guard. Yeah. So I don't. I, again, it's this is. I thought we played so well offensively. This play was just one of those plays that was just, you know, inexplicable. It's just it was a poor, poor play by us. Yeah. You know, and I think I look at that play and I'm like, are these guys coached up? 
to do that, or is this just a bust by the receiver? I think so. You think it's a bust? Well, by the my receiver? goodness, you're the number one offense in the NFL. We're doing a lot of good things, and I I have to go back. You you mentioned that they had done this earlier and, and brought them all. That's a great point. I didn't even know that. So, well. We'll never know, Paul. <laughs> what do you mean, man? Go in the locker room and start yeah. asking right. me. I, I want it. I want you actually in the film room. I need better credentials. I'm, I'm tier. <laughs> what am I? Tier three. Tier four. <laughs> I need. I need. They only let me through the door. <laughs> All right. Is is the Cam Newton era already over in New England? More dysfunction in Dallas. Paul Moore and I take you around the NFL. Coming up next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live, you hear that music, Paul? Hang on. Oh, there we go. Hey. Uh, we got a good theme going. We got Halloween week. Is it Halloween week? Halloween week. All right, so we had a little thriller. We had a little Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Paul Moyer. We got one more segment. This is easy. This is like. Hey, you're batting a thousand, though. I just want to see my guy win. That's all I want. Really? I just want to see Am I going to get the last one, though? I don't know. The last two have been pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Little Wayne was pretty easy. Is that Matt? Matt in in the back back in the studio? Let's go. Challenge Paul in this next one. Bring it on. on. But we're going to go around the NFL. And the first topic we're going to talk about, Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. Paul, I'm looking at this guy play. Mm -hmm. It just, it don't look right. It don't feel right. It don't Mm -hmm. seem right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have receivers. He's not able to run the rock the way that he usually does. I think that is what's kind of hindering him is I don't think his shoulder's healthy. And he's not the athlete that he used to be. And he doesn't have receivers on the outside to where he can just toss it up. Yeah, that's being nice. <laughs> but look, when we played him second week of the season, we all went, wow. I mean, yeah. he threw for unbelievable yards. He was really accurate. I mean, he, he he made a lot of really good throws. So we thought, okay, he's back. And not just back, he's got a coach that knows his strengths and you know, his completion percentage is up. And then we got a night game at the last minute last Sunday, and we're watching the game. I think it was you and I. It might have been NASA. And he threw, it was a 10-yard hitch route, and he threw it five yards in front of the guy. In the dirt. In the dirt. And I went, oh, man, that, that that's, that's not even a bad high school quarterback. <laughs> so I don't think he's done. I think there's still something there, and I, I think they they can't give up on him yet. But some, he labors so hard to throw a 15-yard route. I don't think they have a choice. They have to go with Cam Newton. What I'm concerned about is Cam Newton after this year. He's on a one-year deer yeah. deal, league minimum. Yeah. Will he get another shot to be a starter in this league? I don't think he needs the money. I mean, he's, his wardrobe is good. By the way, I like his wardrobe. John, per, don't, John don't like it. You know what? I, there's the point where... It's hard for some old school, and there's times I did struggle with it because I go, "You better be playing well to back that up." Yeah, he's past that. To me, he's an entertainer. He's proven. He's a. It's a brand, and yes, you know he's an entertainer. Yes. So I, I have no problem with it. You're a rookie doing that, like when Mayfield would do all his junk, and he's just lousy. I go, you, you got to be good to do some of that. But he's earned that right. He wear whatever he wants, and actually, he's he's fashionable guy. Fashionable guy. Yeah. Okay, now. Andy Dalton concussion. Mm-hmm. Is that the nail in the coffin for the Dallas Cowboys? Or do you, do you expect them to bring another quarterback in? <laughs> Look, they're getting rid of everybody. They still have a chance, too. That, that's the they're, crazy they're thing. They're a half game out of first place. Yeah. But they're dumping players on defense? I mean, it's 
like they've given up on this thing. Here's why I think they've given up. If if their record was and they had Dak, they're still going for it. Yeah. I think they've just saw, look, we don't have a quarterback. And now, I mean, Andy's not the answer. I, I'm starting to look at Fitzpatrick, and I'm like, he looks like a stud. <laughs> I'd bring him in. You know, normally you would say no. They just don't have a quarterback to pull it off. They've got some huge offensive line issues. I don't know what's going on defensively. You know, but again, they've they've unloaded in salary. So to me, they've given up. And um, someone was saying, you know, they're on pace to, you know, if they don't win another game, you're you're looking at, you know, number one, number two pick. So you, you, you better hope the Jets win a game or two then. The Jets are not going to draft Lawrence, I don't believe. I think they still think they have a quarterback. But I know one thing. You got that number one and you said, I'm not going to take it. I mean, that's that's three number one picks. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown, I think this guy is going to contribute and he's going to contribute early. Whenever you have the GOAT Tom Brady vouching for you, move into my house. I'll show you how to do this. He's back in Florida. He's at home. Like, everything is set up for him to do well in Florida. Now, it's up to him to make it happen. Is his mind going to be right? Is he going to stop the baby mama drama? Is he going to focus on football? That's all the stuff that's hurting him on the field. Dude can ball. What do you expect out of A.B.? Well, I thought, you know, even last year, you know, when you watched Hard Knocks, when he was at the Raiders and his workouts, you know, the guy's ability is ridiculous. Yep. I I wanted him. Even with all the noise out there, I wanted him because I think he's such a special player. Now that we don't have him, Nah, he's gonna fail. Yeah, he's, the, he's, the, he's the old self's gonna come out. Hey, if he was here, he'd be good. Oh no, he'd be fine under Russell Wilson's wing. Oh, he'd be fine under Tom Brady. I don't know. I mean, that house is big. Under the six-time nah, Super Bowl champion. So, quick story. I, I, NASA knows this, but um, I met Tom Brady. My son. At the time, he was playing baseball at Gonzaga and decided he wanted to play football. So UCLA's recruiting him. Got uh, Rick Neuheisel, and we're walking out. And he goes, oh, let's let's go out. And he goes, Tom Brady is he's, he's, uh, working out. And I, I want to see he had, like, Edelman or one of his uh, guys working out. He was so good to my son. He was so humble. Really? And, and, he, and my son was having his hard decision that should he play baseball or football. And he goes, look, that was hard for me, too. I played baseball. He goes, you know what, whatever decision you make, you go with your passion. You, and whatever decision you make, it's the right one if you go with your passion. We're, we're, so I'm, I'm like, I want to take a selfie and I want to <laughs> you know, take a photo with them. But I knew my son would go crazy. We start to leave and they're working out hard and we're leaving. And, and all of a sudden he goes, hey, Nick, Nick. And he said, come over here for a second. He brings Nick over, puts his arm around him and he says whatever, like Man. again, you know what? And I go. I had a man crush wow. for a long time on Tom Brady. He's right. a, he's a good man. He didn't have to do it, and you know you appreciate those little things. I appreciate that story because my perception of Brady just changed. I didn't think he was that type of guy. I thought yeah. he was a. I walk on water. No. Open this door for me. You know, uh, so that's what I I, let me tell you a little more about this story. So I'm with Newhouse, who's belonged to a, a golf course there. I won't throw the name. Make me sound like I'm really trying to flex here palisades uh it was uh, uh <laughs> it was bel-air yeah um and so he said hey he goes tom do you want to go golf and paul do you, you, how much longer are you guys going to be here do you want to golf as well and i'm like oh, i'm in yes he he says i have to call yes call his wife this is tom yes 
He goes, you know, she's got the kids, and i got to make sure because wow. she's expecting me to come back. And yeah. I'm like, so he's going to call his wife, who's worth, you know, $500 million. I go, tell you what, why don't we all go to your house? We'll go and ask her. And I was like, but he couldn't get out. Hey, he couldn't I, get out. I respect. So I flew home. You just killed everything I thought about Tom. Nah, Tom's good, man. All right, last one. Yep. Des Bryant. He's on the practice squad for the Baltimore Ravens. Who? Des Bryant. When's the last time he played? It's been about, about two, three years, Paul. But this, these are my thoughts about Des Bryant. I think he will be a generic Anquan Bolden for the Baltimore Ravens. He's not taking anybody up top. He's going to sit down in the zone, but he's going to be tough. He's going to catch the ball, get north-south. I think they will help him, but I don't think he's just going to change the game when it comes to Baltimore's passing game. Yeah, look, in his time, he was tough. You know, he I don't know if he ever quite lived up to all the expectations that he had and, you know, certainly a gifted player. Age is, I always say, it's not your friend, especially the skill position. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many. I, I, Demo, David Moore. David Moore is a really good wide receiver. But if you threw out to, to our listeners here and said, hey, would, if you had, could get Des Bryant or, or, or David Moore, who would you want? I think a lot of them would say, well, Des Bryant. I go, nah, man, Demo can run. Demo's got good hand. And so for a guy who's older, who's slowed down, who hasn't played a bunch, they're a dime a dozen. But I I, I appreciate veterans that sit down, read the route or the defense properly, be an outlet for, um, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the quarterback? Oh, um, who's who's the quarterback? Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Golly. (laughs) Watching uh, the Carolina game, I'm thinking okay bring his name up here so i don't think he's going to help him much okay well we shall find out and coming up next we'll give you our final thoughts and the seahawks key to victory keys to victory right here on hawks live hawks live every thursday from seven to nine live on air on 710 espn seattle for my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, what? to my surprise, you know what? I know, no. I know the song. I don't know Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Who sang it though? You know who sang yeah. it? Yeah. Sounds like the fifties. Well, it, it's probably sixties. Yeah. Um, Monster Mash. Well, this is my era. I should know this. Hey, well. Monster Mash, I know. Hey, you can't bat a thousand every day. Well, I, I got Bobby the name. Pickett. Bobby. Oh, oh, NASA Who is Toby. Uh, Bobby Pickett. Oh, he, he's cheating, though. No, I, I just got, wanted no y'all to know. But I knew, look, the game Monster Mash, just to have that, that's good enough. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you for that, Matt. You're the real MVP. But now we're going to give us, give you guys, the listeners, the keys to victory. What do these guys need to do, the Seahawks we're talking about, to beat the 49ers? I'm going to tell you what I think, Paul, and then you tell me what you think. Okay. I think they need to be disciplined on defense because what the 49ers are going to do, they're going to start a guy on this side. They're going to motion him over there. They're going to shift this guy there. They're going to motion that receiver back as a running back. They're going to send him right. They're going to run the ball left. You just have to read your keys on defense. Read your keys and make Jimmy – stand in the pocket and throw the ball. The thing I appreciate about Jimmy, I know that we have our views of this guy, but when he sees something and he believes in it, the ball's out quick. It's not a long-gated throw like Kyler Murray. Look at Kyler Murray. like His his throw takes a long time to go. 
Jimmy G, if he believes it, he sees it, he's going to let it go. And he's going to depend on that play fake. So those linebackers need to be disciplined. You need to respect the run. You take your run steps. But as soon as you identify that it's a pass, get into your zone. Get your drops. Don't drop to a spot. Find some work and get to a man. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we're better than they are. I mean, I thought we were toe-to-toe last year, you know, one yard from winning the NFC West and all that stuff. If we're healthy, there's no question. They're really banged up. So are we. I think we're going to score some points. Okay. You know, I really do. Um, and defensively, because they're missing their best receiver, they're missing their running backs, Kittle's a problem. I, I just, will we game plan to take away Kittle? Yeah. We often go into a game and say, this is what we do. It's not about what they do. We're going to run our defense. We're going to spot drop. I, it's, to me, it's not about pressure on, on Garoppolo. He doesn't really hold the ball much. Yeah. Everything, again, it's inside the numbers. You have to take away inside the numbers. If he wants to throw 10 passes, 10-yard 10 out routes on the outside the number, then so be it. Let him have it. He's not going to complete them all. He doesn't want to go there. He's not comfortable. But the key is, we have got to shut their running game down. We had Jordan Brooks on earlier. He's a rookie. It's a tough game for him because you, you can't get lost one time against them. They run those backside screens. Yeah. They run a lot of deep crossing routes. Um, everything, again, it's just it, it's um, kind of like uh, the movie Top Gun when he finally came back and he looked down and they were just all flying all over the place. He goes, oh, my God. You know, everything was just so fast. There was yeah. just so much going on. You got to slow that down. You, you, as he mentioned earlier when we had him on, he, he he's played football his whole life. It's just football. So take away the run. I think offensively we're, we're gonna we're gonna do some damage on him. At least I'm I'm hoping so. I we're gonna win this game. We have to win this. Have game. Have to win this. We game. do. You mentioned George Kittle. There's not many tight ends that I see on film who you isolate on the backside of formations. Three by one. He's the one receiver on the backside matched up with a corner. Guy can run routes. He he understands leverage. He understands that if I'm going to run this out route, I'm going to get to the outside of this defender. I'm going to keep him close to me so I can create separation at the top of this route. A lot of guys who are inexperienced running routes, they want to get wide. They think releasing wide is going to create space and, and get out. Yeah, it creates space for 5 to 10 yards, but a good corner is going to close that space at the top of the route because there is space. It doesn't make sense if you don't understand what I'm talking about, but you want to make your breaks close to the defender if you're not blowing by him. And I look at George Kittle. He's the best tight end in the game. There's only um, two parts on this one. One is um, there's really nobody who can uh, – guard George Kittle by themselves. Though Jamal Adams, one of the games that I watched last year is he did, and he he played him pretty well. I'd love to have him healthy. There's only two players in this league where I go, oh, I want one of those. I want one for Christmas. You gotta, I, I've <laughs> got to have one. One's Aaron Donald. Okay. Because he is. Yes. Humble. The other one is George Kittle. George Kittle. Because he, he's so unique. His motor is so high. I, oh, man, I, those are you those know another are really one I want one play. for Christmas. What we already got him. Yeah, number three. Well, I know, and there's a there's actually a few. I, I DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think Jamal Adams when he's healthy and playing. Yeah, that we on this team, there's only two that I go. Oh no, I I have to have this. So um, so I love watching George Kittle. But he's a tough competitor for the Seahawks. He's a tough one. Hopefully they get it done. What well, you know we're closing this out. It's all, hey, Thursdays. I love Thursdays, Paul. 
Good to hang up with you. My guy, Nasa Choby. He's my guy, too. Hey, he's our guy. Thank you. Can we do that? Our guy. Okay. Special thanks to Chris Biederman and Jordan Brooks, as well as John Clayton, for joining the show. Our board operator is Matt Harden. The Seahawks spring game show is live Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Me and Paul Moyer will be there as well. Again, special thanks to Nasa Choby. Until next time, I'm your guy. Michael Bump is along with Paul Moyer. We'll be back next Thursday right here on Hawks Live. Holla. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Download the 710 Sports app to get breaking news notifications on the Hawks and read the latest analysis on the Hawks at 710sports.com.